Hi there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. Well, welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thank you so much for being the first person that I get to interview and talk to. I think that this is an amazing opportunity. Um, If you want to introduce yourself and maybe talk a little bit about your time at the sales so far and what you do at the Career Development Center, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Kylie, thanks for having me on. I'm a little nervous about being the first person, I hope, but um, yeah, excited to be here. My name's Matt Walton. I'm a junior theology major here at DeSales, and I'm in my second year in the Career Development Center. So I have a year under my belt, one more to go, and yeah, just very excited to be here today. Awesome. So The reason that I asked you to come on this podcast is because I know that you are just amazing with resumes. I remember you did the event uh, about resumes and I thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell me a little bit about why you like teaching about resumes specifically? Maybe why you think they're important? I think, first of all, I think just there's different areas that people need mentoring in. So if you even just look around campus, there's like the peer mentors who do a specific thing. And a lot of those positions are like um, socio-emotional things that you're helping students with. Career development is sometimes a little underrated and a little bit forgotten or like people think if they're not a senior, they don't need to come and worry about that. Yep. And I, I, I definitely love resumes and have a passion for that area. But I think the main reason I love doing it is because it's just helping people and this is just happens to be one area they need help in that day. And really, you're helping them have that success after they graduate or for that position that they're applying for now. I think, too, like the good thing about the Career Development Center in general is that I feel like people get really nervous because they're like, oh, man, it's my career I have no yeah. idea what I'm going to do with my career. <laughs> I like I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And so they see the Career Development Center as kind of like... It's like, like, stay away. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Because they're going to ask you the tough questions that you don't want to answer. Yeah, but the thing is, is the people that are working in the Career Development Center, like the students are in the exact same boat. I remember I was like telling someone about how to do resumes and like kind of how to work through them. And they were like, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I'm sitting there going, uh, Join the club. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. So I think it's really awesome that, that you dedicate so much time to this because, you know, It's one of those things that I think if we talk about it more, it'll become more normalized too. And it won't feel so much like a burden, Mm -hmm. more as something that you work on every day to kind of just like keep chugging along while you're in college too. So why don't we start by maybe talking a little bit about kind of what a basic resume looks like. So I know that I know that there's templates and we're going to talk about why (laughs) templates are not good, um, but maybe the basics of like, what you need to absolutely have on your resume, uh, like hands down, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. So I think the resume is becoming a really important tool in job searches now because 
We have things like LinkedIn and all these job websites. And you can post a job and within two hours have thousands of people having seen that job. So more people than ever before are applying for certain positions. And if you're a hiring manager, the resume is your kind of tool to eliminate some candidates and also kind of narrow in on which candidates you really want to focus on. So I think more than ever, we're kind of leaving that society of like, you walk in the front door, you shake hands with a manager mm-hmm. and you're hired. Now we have like thousands of people applying for positions. And it's really important to have that good resume mm-hmm. because they're going to be taking maybe 15, 20 seconds looking at that resume. And if they don't like what they see, they're going to move on. So what we tell the students in the office is, first thing, include your contact information. Have your name. Have a good email that you can be accessed at. Don't pick the email that's like hugs, kittens, dogs at gmail.com. Yeah, no. (laughs) It takes like 20 seconds to make a new email. Just just take the time to do that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so having a good email having a good phone number. If you're already working in the job field, you might want to include some kind of work number and a cell phone number, and then be Mm -hmm. sure to specify which number you want to be reached at at certain times of the day, having the town you live in so they know if you're local or not. Like what about addresses? Because I know we uh, we spoke about kind of moving away from having the total address on there and having the city and state and just the zip, do you think that's okay for students? Yeah, I think the employers want to know that this is someone who lives in the area Mm -hmm. for most positions and internships. And um, yeah, it's important for them to know that, but the full address isn't always necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, so you have your introduction section. You want to make sure your contact information is good so they can get in contact with you if they like what they see. Having an objective statement, which is something we emphasize at the CDC, of I am applying to work as a career ambassador in the Career Development Center at DeSales University, just to show that employer that the document has been tailored for that job specifically. Mm -hmm. I think objectives are so important. But the thing that I will caution people is make sure you change the objective for the job (laughs) that you are applying to because, boy, have I almost submitted job applications with the wrong, like, job title in the objective. Yeah, that's a game ender right there. (laughs) That is an (laughs) ultimate game ender. Instant delete. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure that you change it because I know I've definitely been in that position where I thankfully haven't submitted anything with it, but I've Mm -hmm. gotten close. And I've looked at it and said, oh boy, but yeah, definitely make sure you change it. (laughs) So what else um, would you go to then? The education section? You want to have an education section. If you're a freshman listening to this, your high school can be put on there. If you're a sophomore or above, we usually emphasize not putting your high school or any high school experiences on there. And I think we'll probably talk more about freshmen specifically, because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're the ones who are a little bit more stressed than yep. the upperclassmen. But yeah, having your college that you go to currently at, it seems like a no-brainer, but sometimes people overthink that a little bit if the experience that they're applying for has nothing to do with their school. But we still recommend that goes on there. And then your fourth section is going to be your experiences. So if you're really into volunteering, have a volunteer section. If you're not someone who does a lot of volunteering, don't feel pressured to have a section on that. 
maybe have a work experience or something else related to that position that you are more suited for. That sounds good. And I think that's a, a good start for especially someone who has never like had a resume before. Just like knowing like the tenets of kind of what a basic resume looks like, I think is just yeah. a good place to start. One thing that I think it's important to clarify is that references do not go on a resume. I see that a lot when I've looked at resumes. They'll just like tag the references on on the end. And I didn't know this until I started working in the Career Development Center, but it's actually a separate page. Yep. Which I, I had no idea. I was just like, oh, I'll just throw them on at the end. It doesn't look great, but like whatever. But it's actually just like a separate page because sometimes they won't even ask you for them. Sometimes it'll mm-hmm. be like in online applications, it'll be a separate section anyways. Yeah. So... I think that's uh, probably another good thing to mention. But yeah, that's that's the basic outline of a resume. I think that it differs depending on the year. So say that someone comes into the Career Development Center and they're like, I have absolutely no experience. I'm a freshman and, you know, like I did things in high school or even I'm a junior and a senior and I didn't work during school. What what can I put on my resume so it doesn't look like a blank sheet of paper? And, you know, like, what can I put on there to prove to employers that I am like, you know, I have skills to do this job? Yeah, I would say three things for freshmen. Number one, it's difficult to get involved heavily your first semester. A lot of those work studies and different leadership positions aren't given to freshmen. So the first thing I would say to freshmen is really focus on performing well in the classroom yep. because if you don't, a lot of the majors by your sophomore or junior year require you to have a certain GPA. If you're a little bit shy, skeptical, skeptical to get involved, get that GPA up really high because if your first semester, you're kind of focused on a million other things, it's hard to get that GPA up by a lot of those deadlines. So that's the first thing. Have a good GPA, put a lot of your time into the classroom and maximize that first year to get on a really good, strong foot academically. Second thing I would say is if you don't have anything on your resume, start joining some stuff. You come into sales, it's October, like you're applying for a work study and you don't have any experience. Well, go make some experience. Join a club that you're interested in. Start volunteering with, um, we have a new center for faith and justice and Jamie Gerhart posts things about service opportunities literally every day. Mm-hmm. Get involved with her that. office. And the thing is too, is like, just because I know currently things are a little bit difficult and people think that yeah. they can't join things, but clubs aren't just not existing now. Mm-hmm. It's just the platforms may be different. So it's, it's not that you might, it's not that you can't get involved. It's just that it's in a, it's a different way. And I think yeah. it's good for some people too, because some people may not have or either commute or may not have the time to go to meetings, but they can make Zoom events and things like that. So I think exactly. this is a wonderful time for people who may not normally have the time to get involved for them to especially branch out because there's many more opportunities available on so many different platforms now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the third thing for freshmen, I think is important. They're not expecting you to have like, all these college experiences in your first year. If you really have like one or two good things to put on there, maybe even if you're a freshman, something that you did in high school, at least trying to have maybe one college experience on your resume. I think most employers are going to be very happy with that. 
to see that you're getting involved with at least something. Like they're not expecting you to be president of SGA or freshman year. Like that's just not something be... realistically <laughs> expected. I was like, that would be really impressive, but probably not possible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's definitely good advice. I think that like the most, I think you touched on some really important things. Like making sure your grades are good is always number one, literally always mm-hmm. number one. And I think that also making sure that you get involved, also really important because you want to start off college on a really good foot and you don't mm-hmm. want to overwhelm yourself. I know some people, I, I, I'm guilty of this very much so, is doing way too many things at once. And that's the under, other end of the spectrum yeah. for freshmen is they come in, they're like, oh, all these clubs are great and join like 20 of them. And then it's like, oh, well, like I have 30 minutes to do my homework every day. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is I always I always tell people is you want to give your 100% to everything you're a part of. And if mm-hmm. you do so many things that you can no longer give 100% to your clubs, your school, and yourself, you're not going to be able to do that long term. You may be yeah. able to do it for a week or two, but after that, you're going to be so burnt out that, you know, it's not going to last for very long. So find things that you're passionate about. And there's, mm-hmm. there's so many different clubs here to join that you can find something that's kind of your niche that you could be a part of as well. Yeah. And to highlight the one thing that you said with focusing on yourself, that's important too. I mean, any employer knows what freshman year at college is like, and you're finding yourself, you're meeting new friends. It's it's a difficult year socially for 99% of students. And so they're not expecting you to have all these things and to have a 4.0 GPA your freshman year. Anyone who is hosting a job or interviewing you for a job and knows what this experience is like. And you're no good to yourself if you're not taking care of yourself by resting. And if you're joining 20 clubs and then doing your homework till four in the morning, that's, that's not good either. No. So have some compassion for yourself is, is something I'd add as well. Absolutely. So switching now to the person that um, has more kind of more experience. So they're president of like six different clubs. They've saved mm-hmm. the world basically. <laughs> um, and they have all this stuff on their resume. The resume is like six pages long, even though your resume is only supposed to be one page long. What would you suggest for them to sort of hone that down into one piece? I know they have the alternative, which is a CV, which is kind mm-hmm. of like everything all together. But specifically for the one-page resume, how do you recommend they filter that information to put on it what is most important? I would say filter by re- relevance. So mm-hmm. if you're applying for a certain, like maybe you have an experience working at a grocery store over the summer, maybe you don't need that experience on, say, a work-study application for school. But if you're applying for a job in customer service, all of a sudden that experience is really good to put on that resume. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that myself. Like I worked at a grocery store one summer and I kind of keep that on a separate word document, not on my resume because some positions I've used that and others I don't. I was going to say, that's a good idea to put it on like a separate document. I've always, mm-hmm. I've never thought of doing that. And looking back, I probably have done way more things than I think because I've just taken them off and forgotten them. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a good idea and something that I'm going to use now because I, I didn't even think of that. So that, that's yeah. awesome. Like have a Google Doc of all of your accomplishments and then just be like, okay, I'm making a resume for a career ambassador position at DeSales University. Mm-hmm. 
maybe that grocery store job is going to be helpful for that resume because you exhibited good customer service, patience. Yeah. And then maybe that landscaping job that you had over the summer, you could leave that one out and save that for when you apply to a different landscaping company next summer. Yeah. No, that's that's a really great idea. So switching now to, we talked a little bit about what to do. So now why don't we talk a little bit about what especially not to do. So as career ambassadors and career associates, um, and everyone in the career development office, we look well, we look at all of the resumes that come in. So what are some common mistakes you see that like automatically stand out? Like you don't even have to read it and you're like, no, this is this ain't going anywhere good. <laughs> so the first thing that comes to mind is template resumes, which you mentioned earlier. Yep. <laughs> so you go into Microsoft Word, you're about to you start typing a little bit, and that little guy comes in, in the corner and is like, <laughs> it looks like you're typing a resume. Do you want my help? Always say no, no because no. he's not gonna help you. <laughs> he's only gonna hurt you in the long run because not only has like the templates seem innocent. They seem like they're mm-hmm. helping, but then you see six of them in a row that are the exact same template because everyone always yeah. seems to pick the same templates. And then you think, wow, this is not, this is not good. You know, like if everyone's mm-hmm. information always looks the same, it, it's just, it, to me personally, it just doesn't seem as impressive as someone who comes in having written their own resume completely out on their own. Plus there's always weird things with templates with formatting. It always looks yeah. kind of wonky to me. And sometimes like your title, like your experience section, like experience is like 36 font and then your bullets are like eight. Yeah. And the employer who's looking at this resume's eyes are like, just like, what is going on here? Like, Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So what, what else is something that you see very often? A lot of times people don't tailor the resume to the position that they're applying for. So like what we were talking about before, like having a bunch of experiences that have nothing to do with the position they're applying for. And then they'll come in and I'll be like, oh, so what have you been up to? And then they're like, well, they're applying for a job at a nursing home, for example. And they're like, oh, I volunteered in a nursing home last summer. It's like, why didn't you put that on this resume? Or it's at the bottom of their resume. So mm-hmm. another thing is, is when you do resumes, you can have a section that's like relevant experiences. And that yeah. can be the first thing underneath your education that they see. So like mm-hmm. I work in healthcare currently, but prior when I was trying to get a job, I had, a, I had some healthcare experience, but I also had research. So I put my yeah. healthcare in my like relevant experience and I put my research underneath because although it's semi-related in terms of it being like a science, it's not as important as it is mm-hmm. that I worked in healthcare prior. And then that should be the first thing they see anyways. Yeah, exactly. And you want to showcase the best parts of yourself for these positions because as we said earlier, there's lots of people applying for positions more than ever before because you don't even have to go to the place like everything's virtual you can send a resume to like seattle washington from your house and never even go there but just send it and with all these people applying like they're going to take maybe 15 seconds and look at that so you really want to make sure you're putting forth the best experience possible i would say also misspelling grammar mistakes these are easy catches that one person reading your resume is going to get a false opinion of you right off the bat if you misspell something that's a, a commonly used word. 
it doesn't take an English professor or anyone to look it over. Just a second set of eyes can usually find most spelling errors. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how many make it through. Yeah. I And the thing is, too, I think it's, it's so important to have someone else read it because sometimes spell check just does not work or yeah, I'm like not there, doing there, it right. There. Yeah. Like you use Even, T-H-E-I-R instead of E-R-E. Yeah. Kind of moving on from that and speaking about who can read resumes, kind of look them over for mm-hmm. you. Why don't you speak a little bit about what the Career Development Center is doing in terms of re- reviewing resumes and like how else uh, and what other resources are available for the Career Development Center to help out? So in the Career Development Center, we emphasize career coaching instead of the past term of career counseling. So we're not coming to you with advanced degrees in career development, even though that does not exist. We're coming to you, especially the career ambassadors, as your peers, but we're still learning too. So we're not here to just be like, well, I think you should correct this or this. We're here to say, here's a suggestion that based on what this office has done research on and based on what employers are telling our office, here is what is going to help you find the best resume. And I think that's why the Career Development Center at DeSales is so successful in that we have student ambassadors who are learning these things with you. We're not here to tell you what to do or like, use our expertise to kind of flex on you. We're here to learn with you and use the things that we've learned to help you succeed. And also with our professional staff who know a bit more than us. So if you have like a a high tech question, go to one of them. But I think that balance of like having the student staff, having the professional staff provides two distinct yet equally important resources for students to use to get help with resumes and cover letters and mock interviews that we do in the office. So how can a student get in touch with you guys then? So they're like, I have this resume. It's on my computer. I'm not quite sure what to do with it. I know I want to get it to the awesome people at the Career Mm -hmm. Development Center. How do I do that? What are their options? So for this semester, we're doing almost everything virtual to try to mitigate any risks of COVID-19. And What you can do if you're listening to this and you would like to schedule an appointment with us, you can go to our Instagram page. Or if you're not social media savvy, we have a link on our website that you can use to schedule a Zoom in, the same software that Kylie and I are using now to record this. We will send you a Zoom link and you can join one of our ambassadors. You share your screen, you show us your resume, and we'll kind of just talk it through together. So yeah, using our virtual link is the way to go this semester. And then where can they submit the resume? Is it still currently Bulldogs for Hire that they're using to submit? We are still using Bulldogs for Hire. If you apply for an on-campus position, or even sometimes employers will post jobs on there who aren't from DeSales. And this is kind of the go-to website for this. And you go on to Bulldogs for Hire, you can post your resume, it will come through our office automatically. And then it'll either be approved or unapproved. And then from there, you can either use it to apply for the job if it's approved. And if it's unapproved, then you get a chance to fix it and resubmit it later on. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for talking to me. Do you have any final thoughts you want to add about resumes or anything? I would just say don't wait until the Career Development Center is not a senior office only. (laughs) Get in there as a freshman. Don't come at the end of your freshman year for the first time when RA applications are two weeks away and 
the resume is due that day or whatever, <laughs> try and get into the office early and get your resume reviewed ahead of time. And then when that position comes up that you really want to apply for, you don't have to worry about getting a Zoom in because you're already in good shape. And it's not one more thing to stress you out in that time. So don't be afraid. We're not going to ask you tough questions. None of us know what we want to do with our lives either. So we're not going to pressure you or belittle you. We just want to help you along. That's, I think that's a wonderful sentiment, especially because I think that really is the goal of the Career Development Center. Absolutely. Is to, you know, just be there for everyone and not judgmental. Very much we're all in the same place. <laughs> and, you know, we're all learning from each other. I know that I have helped people with their resumes in business and accounting. And I'm learning mm-hmm. things about resumes that are specific to business and accounting that I wouldn't already know. And another good resource, speaking of that, actually, another good resource that I think is good is our career planning guide. So our career planning guide is kind of this big book full of resumes. Any question you could ever have about career. (laughs) And they're major specifics. So the thing with resumes is you have the basics. We've kind of explained to you the basics of a resume, but for certain majors, it's going to look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So for accounting, I know that you have to mention how many credit hours you have um, because it's linked to some sort of certification that you need in the Mm -hmm. future. And for PA school, you need to list your rotations. So if you use the career planning guide, which can be found on the website as well, if you go to the career development um, part of the internal pages as well, if you click on that, it's this huge PDF file. But the good thing about it is you can find your major. So Mm -hmm. you can find a template that's specifically your major, which is also a really great place to start if you have absolutely no idea what one even physically looks like too. Yeah, definitely highlighting that resource is very important because it, it has the answer to anything you could ever need. There's kind of like workshop pages in the beginning where like you can kind of like brainstorm your ideas on these really cool charts that we have and If that's kind of your thing with like charts and um, organizers to get your thoughts kind of flowing a little bit, those pages are really good. Or if you kind of want to just flip to the back and like see a resume and just use one that you like and switch out um, their experiences with yours, but use it for formatting. Great. Well, I think that is a wonderful note to end on then that final amazing resource. So thank you, Matt, so much for your time and you thank know you for being, having me. being the, the guinea pig of the first episode. Yeah, this is my first podcast. I hope it's not my last, but <laughs> it won't I've been be. telling it everyone be. because podcasts are the trendy thing right now. And I, I can't wait to know that or I can't wait to tell people I've been a part of one. Well, I am so excited for this to get published. And thank you once again, Matt, for all your valuable information. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you so much to Matt for taking the time to come on and teach me and everyone else a little bit about resumes. Thank you guys for listening to the first official episode of Career Chat. I really appreciate you all taking the time to learn a little bit about career development and stay tuned for some more episodes in the future. Have a wonderful day, you guys.